want to make sure that I wish a happy birthday to my glorious wife, Liz. I love you, honey. Hopefully you like this dinner I'm about to make you, and I don't screw it up. Dumps Ellis, keeping the dribble alive, going to bank. Fink on the roll, they're going to break contain. Ellis wrapping around. Fink able to strip the first man. Ellis gets around him. Fink looking in zone. Ellis catching and scoring. Welcome everybody to the Big View Sports Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your host, Big Joe. We'll soon be joined remotely by G-Funk, as always. Real quickly though, just before we get started, I just want to say thank you to each and every one of you that reached out and sent your thoughts and prayers. We did have to miss the show last week because I had to spend some time in uh, the hospital due to an infection, but I am all good. My spirits are up. I'll be back to normal in no time. But just to be safe for the time being, we are recording remotely. Of course, after I come home from the hospital, Mason gets an ear infection and and now he passed it along to mom, so our whole house is sick. We'll listen to Big Gretch, and we'll kind of stay quarantined for a couple weeks. But that won't stop us from getting this podcast back up and on the air. I did what I could last week, tried to green mile Christian McCaffrey when I was in the hospital, and it didn't work. He's going to be out again this week. But we're going to jump right into things. Here is our quick three. All right, the first one comes from BR Gridiron. Dak Prescott still has more passing yards than the following quarterbacks. Lamar Jackson, Baker Mayfield, Cam Newton, and Drew Locke. Now, Drew Locke's been hurt a couple games, and Cam Newton is more of a running back than a quarterback this year with New England. But Lamar Jackson, you got to be embarrassed. I know Dak Prescott was on a historic run, going to break all sorts of records this year passing. But still, he only played in, what, four games, maybe five? Here we are, week 10. Lamar, you still haven't caught up to him? Oof. His regression after the MVP season is very real, but it hasn't slowed down the farts this year. Tweet number two comes from Matthew Barry, and it's talking about Taysom Hill. He was given QB eligibility for this week because he could potentially be a starter for the Saints now that Drew Brees will be out a couple weeks. He still has his tight end eligibility, so you will be able to play him as a tight end or a quarterback as of right now until the snap count dictates otherwise. If for some reason he plays more snaps at quarterback than tight end, he will drop his tight end eligibility, but that will never happen midweek. So if he starts on Tuesday with tight end eligibility... He'll be there on Sunday with tight end eligibility, so we'll watch Dave start Taysom Hill this week at tight end and see if he gets any snaps at QB. And finally, tweet number three for our Lions fans out there. Last week, Matt Prater's 59-yard field goal took the lead over Brandon McManus for longest field goal of the year, so far earning us in Detroit free Bud Light. few more weeks to go on there, but let's hope the 59-yard field goal holds up and the city of Detroit gets Bud Light. Because as a Lions fan, we haven't got anything like that to root for since Patricia came along. Stars of the week this week, Alvin Kamara went absolutely off 31.3 points for the farts and for Cap helping them get the win. But now that he has no Drew Brees, we'll see if that'll be more Kamara or less if defenses are planning on just blowing the box to stop the run. Now let's get G-Funk on the phone and let's go over the Legacy League and the Coast to Coast. Now on the phone, I am joined by my co-host as always, G-Funk, even though remotely, it's always great to hear your voice. How you doing today? I'm doing very good. Very good. How are you doing? I am alive and kicking, a little sore, but uh, back home, happy to be back home. That's the most important thing. And now we get to uh, come home and deal with a toddler with an ear infection and a wife catching whatever else he had. So this is fun times. Well, maybe it's a good thing we all have to stay home. It sounds like we'd be home anyway. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Hey, but I did squeak out probably the most boring, improbable win ever, thanks to Steph Diggs and Josh Allen with that late uh, touchdown, even though it didn't win the game for them. It won the game for the Heartbreak Hotel, and I did scream out, Hell yeah! And uh, then I realized I was in a hospital room, and that's probably not the place to be yelling out loud like that. 
yeah, I know you were worried all week about winning that game, and I, I didn't really believe you until I uh, looked a little bit later and uh, I saw why you were so worried. <laughs> uh, truth be told, I had no business winning that game, but let's thank Nick Chubb for stepping out of bounds at the one-yard line. He goes in and gets that touchdown. I lose because I benched Harris for Gasicki, and uh, my season's pretty much over, so thank you, Nick Chubb. Yeah, there were a lot of uh, gamblers that were not thanking Nick Chubb. <laughs> yeah, for real. That's why you got to bet the money line. The farts know what's up. All right, let's take a look at the Legacy League. Your weekly high point winner was Kyle, who sits atop of the league with a record of 8-2. and two, Pretty much locked up the first round by unless disaster strikes, don't you think? Yeah, unless something happens, something crazy with Arizona, he's, he's in real good shape. Uh, the Farts took you down. They had 120 points. They're keeping alive their chances. They're at 7-3 and three, along with uh, Kedzo. So one of those two teams got a real chance to earn that second bye. Could you believe the Farts get a bye in the first round? Uh, I'm disgusted by it, to be honest with you. It's just... I mean, yeah, okay, he beat me this week. And, uh, you know, he, he did put up a nice score. He put up 121. But he didn't really get much of a challenge for me. I, I barely cracked 70. So, you know, meh. Well, 121 is going to beat everybody but Kyle this week, so he might have not needed all those points to beat you, but it was a good week for the farts. I know he's got a couple tough matchups coming up. But after the top three teams, like we said, the Kyle 8-2, and and then we have two 7-3s, there's a huge log jam between 6-4 and and 4-6. and The rest of the league pretty much sits there, including you and me. It's going to come down to these last couple weeks, and these rivalries are more important now than ever. Yeah, they, they really are. Um, not only that, also the number of points scored because the number six seed and maybe even the number five could come down to a tiebreaker. And as we all know, points four is the tiebreaker in our league. So now more than ever, you got to get as many points as you can. Yeah, to, to be quite honest with you, I, I kind of saw this past week as a must win for me. Um, I just, I, I don't see myself running the table and making it into the playoffs. So as far as I'm concerned, basically, if you're four and six right now, you're not making the playoffs. Well, luckily for me, I'm five and five, so you didn't write me off. I'll take it. But uh, one thing no, you sir. are going to avoid, it looks like, you've cleared yourself out of the running to cater the draft. You got about a 30 point lead there on Jeff. Uh, you know, a 30-point lead is, is decent, but it's uh, certainly not insurmountable. Um, I, I could be in rough shape if I have any more of these 70-point leaks. Um, but I, I now have plenty of company at the bottom. It's not just me. No, it's not It's not just you and Jeff. Uh, Morbido is uh, 24 points ahead of Jeff, and Stortz is 27, and then you are 29. So one of you four, I think, are get stuck unless somehow Corpy just bombs these last couple weeks and really falls off. One of you four could be catering the draft. Man, he really would be the cursed one if that happened. Yeah. <laughs> uh, games to watch next week, the one I'm looking at, it features our two best teams in the league right now, Ashawn's hair against Washington Redskins. Whoever wins this pretty much locks up a first-round bye. If Kyle gets it and moves to 9-2, and two, he should be in great shape. I and mean, if Kedzo can get to 8-3 and three as well and tie it with Kyle, he should get at least one of those two byes. It's been all about Kyler Murray, and Kyler Murray's done enough with Hopkins to really help Kyle. But then you can't forget about Dalvin Cook on Kyle's team as well. Those two guys are getting it done. That's why Kyle's in the top. It's going to be a hell of a matchup, Kyler against Mahomes this week as Kedzo takes on Kyle. What about you? Whew. That, that will be a hell of a matchup. The one I'm actually going to be watching is Dave and his living on Hilaire versus the Farts, who beat me this past week. Um, it, it should be an interesting matchup. Dave is at 6-4. and four, The Hearts are at 7-3. and three. So the, the winner's really in a good position, and the loser is definitely on alert. Um, they're they're going to have to win a few more games here. 
So it'll be interesting to see how things play out. Dave's currently got Joe Burrow in there as a starter. Um, so that, that should be interesting going up against Lamar Jackson on the farts, who has not had a stellar year. He's been hot and cold. So I'll, I'll definitely be keeping an eye on that matchup this coming week. So I talked about it in the quick three, and you might not have heard it. How do you feel about Dave playing Taysom Hill for the chance that he gets some QB reps out of the tight end position? I mean, I, I think it's a very Dave thing to do. I'm not so sure how many reps Taysom Hill is actually going to get. I, I would kind of expect him to get his normal share of reps in there. You know, it's kind of like, you know, teams have stables of running backs. They almost have their stable of quarterbacks there. You know, each one has their own specific skill set, but they can do other things. Yeah, but this is Jameis Winston, not Drew Brees. Yeah, exactly. Jameis, man, he was a fantasy star last year after throwing how many 40 interceptions? For really, he'd start you off the game with uh, two pick sixes, so get your minus four right out the bat, and then rattle off like 34 points, and you'd finish with a hell of a day. Yeah, I mean, he was not a good quarterback in real life, but fantasy-wise, I mean, he was he was a starter. And let's not forget, this offseason, he got LASIK surgery. So he might be the best quarterback ever. It could have just been his eyes all last year. That would be absolutely hilarious. It would be the biggest promotion LASIK surgery ever got if Jameis Winston just went out there and was stud QB1. Oh, Dr. Romani would be so happy. Talking about stud number ones, moving on to the Coast to Coast League. A certain team sits 9-1. and one. They've pretty much locked up their bye. And that certain team is the 2022 champs who might need to change their name to the 2020 champs very soon. G-Funk, you're on a roll. I, I am, but I, I'm actually kind of concerned. Um, it, a lot of times teams in this sort of position, they get complacent and they don't keep, you know, mining that waiver wire. They don't keep turning over the bad guys and getting guys with higher upside and better schedules. So it, it's something that I, I got to keep on top of because there's been too many times I've seen top seeds lose to those up-and-comers in the playoffs just because they got lazy. And that's not going to happen with the 2022 champs. I see you're still making some moves, picking up Devonta Booker to help back up uh, Josh Jacobs. That's a solid move. Let's be honest, last year that's what killed you in the championship. I had Alexander Madison and Mike Boone, and once Dalvin Cook went down, that really hurt you. And then I had Jalen Richard, and once Josh Jacobs went down, you were pretty much screwed in the championship. Yep, that's exactly it. So I'm not going to let that happen again if I can avoid it. Learning from your mistakes. Across from you in the AFC, Derg and Nick, both 6-4, and four, and they actually happen to play this week. One of those two teams is going to get the bye, and it's probably going to come down to whoever wins this week. Other than that, we've got plenty of teams at 5-5, five and five, and then your bottom four teams, 4-6 four and six and 3-7. and seven. I mean, Chafee's won four in a row. He's actually making a run for the playoffs. Other than that, he I'm He really pretty... needed to come on the program earlier. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He, he really turned his team around after after getting ripped on by you and coming on to defend himself in the interview. His team's a different team. I lit a fire under him. That's what I do. I'm here to help you. Now, my team, on the other hand, is the opposite. Once we gave you your only loss, we've just packed it up. We're done. Losers of five in a row, currently at four and six. I'm looking more at the number one overall pick than I am trying to squeak in at the sixth seed in the playoffs. Maybe you want to change your team name to the Michigan State Panthers. Oh, Ouch. Beat your rival and then just end of the season. Yeah. Well, I will say this, though. All my veterans are available. If anybody needs Jarvis Landry, Melvin Gordon, I mean, I even got Andrews or Fant, one of those tight ends. You need a tight end, I'll move them. Matt Ryan, I'm willing because my team's not doing it this year, so I'm ready to build for the future. If you want some of my vets, come holler at me. So that that brings me to a good question. Um, When is the trading deadline in this league? 
The trade deadline for the Coast to Coast League is next Friday, November 27th, Black Friday, Corpy's birthday. Go buy a TV for a hundred bucks, buy Corpy a shot, and then trade me your young assets for Jarvis Landry. There you go. This week, though, like, like I mentioned earlier, the matchup to watch is absolutely the Death Tyrants taking on Glasses of Water. They're both 6-4, and four, tied for first in the division. Both teams always put up a ton of points. You know the Death Tyrants have the ability to score 150 whenever needed. It's going to be a great matchup. The Tyrants have the edge right now on projections, and I'm going to give them the edge based on their roster. Those are two best friends out west battling for a top spot, which is always exciting to watch. How about you? Is there a game you're watching this week? Yeah, actually, I'm going to be watching uh, Cromartie's Child Care and the 08 Lions go at it. They're uh, two 5-5 five and five teams that are matched up against each other. Um, again, like in the Legacy League, this matchup is really going to kind of determine where the rest of the season goes for these guys. Um, right now, the projected line is just two and a half points. Um, so they're very, very evenly matched this week. So I'm, I'm definitely going to be keeping an eye on them. Now let's take a look at the chopping block as I got to interview both managers from the first matchup in the Final Four as Beer and Chicken takes on Team Storts. Hello. On the line, I have the captain of Team Storts. Congratulations on surviving the chopping block all season long. You've made it to the Final Four. At this point, pretty much every team is stacked, but what do you consider the strength of your team? Well, thank you for that there, Mr. Ellis. My strength right now... I believe are my two stud running backs, Alvin Kamara and Garrett Henry. Um, those two beasts always produce almost every week. And uh, picking up uh, Julio this week and having Hopkins also doesn't hurt your bench as well um, to put those guys in the lineup and uh, get as much points as possible there in Travis Blackley because you never know when you're going to get cut. Yeah, you did have uh, the most money to spend going into the final week, and I think you did a really good job spreading it out. You were able to pick up multiple players instead of going all in on, say, Devonta Adams. You got Julio and Waller and Russell Wilson. So nice job to solidify yeah. your, your team top to bottom going into the final four. So going throughout the year, obviously, like you said, anything can happen. It's all about making the right moves at the right time. Was there a pick you made this year that you give a lot of credit to your success? Actually, yes. There uh, was two picks, and actually the funny thing is they're not on my team anymore, one to do an injury. Um, it was earlier in the year, Gaskins and Kittle, week four, five, and six, they had a combined total of 99 points, which really helped me out. Wow. Um, like I said, though, Kittle got hurt, so I couldn't use him anymore. And uh, got a better running back with uh, Kamara and Henry besides Gaskins. But, uh, yeah, those two for sure definitely helped me out. Right now, I think the guys that are going to help me out would be Russell Wilson for sure. I mean, having an MVP year, last couple of weeks haven't been the greatest, but still it's Russell Wilson. And like I said, my two running backs and receivers should hopefully get me to uh, at least the next round. We'll see. You have a two-week matchup coming up right now with Beer and Chicken. There's four teams left. What would you say your percentage chance you feel about winning it all? I do like my chances because I looked at the other teams. I'm going to put it at about 70%. I know it's high. But I like I it. Confidence. Oh, yeah. Um, I like my team stacked up most, against most of the other teams. But there is a little grudge match between beer and chicken wings with me. I'm 0-3 against them on the year. <laughs> I mean, granted, week uh, seven lost by 1.2 points, which kills me. But uh, as long as I beat them this week, for sure, next week. So we'll hope and, uh, hope and pray my team can uh, come up with some big points this week. In a league where win-loss does not matter, I like that you took uh, you took note and have a little rivalry going on. you got to make it fun. Mm-hmm. And oh, with yeah, the way definitely. your legacy league is going, you probably need to focus on anything else you can. 
Yeah, we won't talk about that league. (laughs) Well, good luck to you. We'll be rooting for you. Alvin Kamara, Derek Henry, the horses. Hopefully they get it done and get you into the championship round. Thanks for taking the time. Sounds good. All right, no problem. A lot of confidence there from Team Storts. Now let's see what Beer and Chicken Wings had to say. All right. Now on the phone, I have the pleasure of speaking with the owner and GM of Beer and Chicken Wings, Jay Clark. How are you doing today? I'm doing epic. Congratulations on surviving the chopping block all season long and making it to the final four. At this point, everyone has a pretty stacked team, but what do you consider the strengths of your team? Strength of my team, uh, I believe, lies in two people, uh, Patrick Mahomes and Dalvin Cook. They are my rocks, consistently outperform competitors, so i got to say that they're, they're, they're my two aces in the hole, I believe. Your two aces might be the two best at their own position, so that's pretty good aces. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Doesn't hurt. <laughs> Uh, was there a pickup you made this year that you give a lot of credit to your success? Definitely. My, my best pickup, it was Mahomes. I picked him up, you know, I, I want to say like week five or six, somewhere in there. Um, you know, I, I have had Cook the whole time. I drafted him. Once I got Patrick, it, my team really started to kind of elevate. And then, you know, some, some late that have worked well. You know, Keenan Allen, I picked up just a couple of weeks ago. I think that's, you know, he's done, you know, I think, one or two great weeks for me. So, and I just got Devontae Adams. I'm super excited about that. My first week having him. So, I'm hoping he'll be the one to kind of propel me to, you know, victory. Yeah, all your eggs in one basket, 22 bucks on Adams, but it pays off. So, great move the that's last right. week of I the mean, year. He scores. He scores big. <laughs> yeah, definitely a great wide receiver there. Probably the number one wide receiver in the league. So, final four this week you're matched up against Team Storts. You have a two week matchup. What would you say your percentage chance is that you win it all? I win it all. I think my team is really good. I have very few spots on my roster that are, you know, I, that I feel are, are weakness. I feel pretty solid about my team. So, I'm going to go with 85%. All right, in full transparency, I did Man. just interview the owner of the team you're going against, Team Storts, and he gave himself a 70% chance to win it all. So on a scale of so 1 to 100, you guys are far and exceeding. <laughs> so I know it didn't mean anything, but your team had a perfect record throughout the regular season. Did you even notice? I 100% noticed that. It didn't dawn on me until, I don't know, probably week four or five. I was like, oh, I'm doing pretty good. And then within the last couple of weeks, like especially last week, uh, last week was a nail biter. Uh, watching the Monday night game, I had Dalvin. He had Thielen uh, and Robinson. I was like yelling at the TV every time they throw to Robinson and definitely when they throw to, you know, Thielen for those two touchdowns. I thought I was out right there, but luckily squeaked through and, you know, was able to get it. But, yes, I've absolutely noticed that uh, I'm (laughs) undefeated. Awesome. Well, good luck to you. Thanks for taking the time and coming on our show, and uh, hopefully we'll be talking to you after your championship win. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you to both Joe and Jay for coming on the pod. Hopefully next week we'll get a chance to sit down with the other matchup as Dave takes on Dan.
Moving ahead to other leagues uh, that I'm currently involved with. My 20 for 2020, not a bad week, 15 and 5. And you're really starting to see uh, a lot of these leagues, all the people who gave up when you have final scores of like 120 to 32. So that's cool there. On the BWO, 6 and 4 and a three-way tie for the division lead. But I do have a brutal stretch uh, coming up with against Scotty Golem, Ray, and then Ryan Koenig. So I don't like my odds without CMC. Last week I had to pick up and start Josh Kelly because McCaffrey's hurt. Mixon's hurt, Montgomery's hurt, Josh Jackson's hurt. So I didn't realize my whole running back room followed me to the hospital and I had one running back left, but I was able to get the win and uh, now I got to do the same thing this week. So I picked up Ahmed from the Dolphins. So let's go Ahmed. The weekend watch, games to watch this weekend. Noon on Fox, number nine, Indiana visits number three, Ohio State. Number nine, Indiana just sounds so wrong. It's confusing, but to be quite honest with you, I I feel very scared for Indiana. I I feel like they're going to get the doors blown off them. Oh, absolutely. You can't bet on them. I mean, I'll root for them because they're the true underdog, and it's a great story, but, I mean, Ohio State's a few classes above Indiana. Yeah, it's it's not really even close. Uh, let's see. Uh, also at noon on ABC, we have number four, Clemson, visiting Florida State. And Saturday night, 7.30 on ABC, number 14, Oklahoma State is at number 18, Oklahoma. All right, in the NFL this week, Thursday night, probably the best Thursday night football game we've seen all year as Arizona travels to Seattle. So we'll see how Kyler does for Chafee and Kyle right off the bat there. On Sunday in Detroit, 1 o'clock, yay, we get to watch the Lions at Panthers. And that's it at 1. At 4 o'clock on Fox, we get Green Bay at the Colts. And on CBS, the Dolphins at Broncos. Unbelievable. Who's going to watch that crap? Probably me. (laughs) Probably. No, you're going to watch Green Bay over Indy instead of Miami, right? Yeah, I guess so. I'm really kind of concerned about the uh, running back situation in Miami, though. I want to see how that shakes out. Uh, Let's see. Sunday Night Football features the Chiefs at the Raiders. That'll be exciting. And Monday night is the Rams at Tampa. So let's expect Tom Brady to have a crappy week this week now that he's on primetime again. Each week, we uh, call your shot, something that we think is going to happen with last week's hiatus. Uh, we didn't have anything. Uh, prediction for this week, unfortunately, I'm going to predict that Jeff pulls off the upset and gets it done. Return of the Mac takes down Heartbreak Hotel. Uh, I'm currently without a quarterback. I'm only projected to win by six. He hasn't set his full lineup yet. Once he does, it's going to be much closer than I like to think. I get Jeff two weeks in a row. I don't think I'm going to get the clean sweep in. This week, I am without Josh Allen, Steph Diggs, Christian McCaffrey, David Montgomery. I'm pretty weak. Jeff's got his boys coming back. Todd Gurley gets a little revenge game against Heartbreak Hotel and Amari Cooper. Jeff takes me down and might ruin my season. What about you? So I'm not going to predict a loss for myself here, but it it's not good. I, I think after this week, I am going to be back into the proverbial lead for low points and catering the draft. It's just not looking like a good week for you think I'm done. I, I, I think I'm done. As of right now, predicted 91. That's more than I am. That's not saying much, I guess, when I don't have a quarterback in there yet. Yeah. I, I got a full roster. <laughs> just hope Devonta Adams keeps that streak alive of showing that he's by far the best wide receiver in the league. It seems like he runs routes differently than everybody somehow lately. Amazing to watch. Yeah, and if uh, Rodgers can hit MVS for a few more over the top, you know, I mean, that just opens things up that much more. And they got um, Alan Lazar back. 
So it's like the first time all year Green Bay will have their full offense on the field. Is somebody going to pick him up or no? Someone will pick him up. He should be the number bench two in speculation? Green Bay. Uh, speculate, put him on the bench, see what he does. Absolutely. I wouldn't start him this week, but he's definitely got to be rostered. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm carrying Alshon Jeffrey just in case something happens. So, I mean, I'd much rather have Alan Lazard than Alshon Jeffrey. There you go. All right. Thank you, everybody, for listening to the Big View Sports Fantasy Football Podcast. Uh, we appreciate you listening each and every week. And again, thank you, everyone, for reaching out. Uh, we're sorry that we missed last week's show. I wanted to make it happen but uh let's be honest i think it was best that i got some rest and now that i'm back home and healthy and happy so g funk thanks for working remote thanks to jay clark and joe stortz for the interviews good luck to the teams in the final four of the chopping block and we'll see you next week Arriba derchi, america <laughs> <laughs>